0: This is the 10 Minute Law Firm Podcast, brought to you by Rocket Matter. This is the 10 Minute Law Firm Podcast, not the nine minute podcast, not the 11 minute podcast, but the 10 minute law firm podcast. I'm your host, Larry Port, founder and CEO of Rocket Matter, world's most amazing legal software. Today, we're talking to Jared Correa, CEO of Red Cave Legal, about business management for law firms. So, Jared's been around the block. So Jared's going to tell us a little something about business management for law firms. Jared, thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you. Been around the block. Wow. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, hopefully at some point old. Like back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I'll definitely say that. Economy for that. Well, for you have a lot. Of I appreciate ex- it.
0: You have a lot of experience. Uh, I mean, if you could give us like a little bit of a rundown. I mean, you worked for the mass bar and so on and so forth. I mean, can you tell us a little bit about your experience and? how you came to be a business management expert for law firms?
1: So that's a funny story, actually. So when I was in law school, I went to the career development people, and I said, I sure don't want to be a lawyer. What I want to do instead is be a consultant to lawyers and law firms. And they were like, that's the dumbest idea ever, and basically walked me out of the room laughing at me which may be a typical response from career services at law schools. I don't know. Um, So I started uh, leaving the legal practice after having practiced in solo and small law firms for about four years, five years. Went to work for the Massachusetts Bar Association as their publications attorney, which meant that I ran everything's publication related at the bar. And then I joined the Massachusetts Law Office Management Assistance Program. I think less than a year into the founding of that program, worked there for about eight years essentially for the state supreme court of massachusetts and then for the last two years i've been running my own uh consulting firm for lawyers and that's
0: red cave law firm consulting so that's uh well it's a lot of experience Um, maybe not been around (laughs) the block but you know um i've three quarters of the way around yes (laughs) uh, so um all right so in your travels well, maybe I should stop saying things like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. It's been a long journey. Okay. So well, what do, you, what do you see is like usually the most glaring issue affecting small law firms when you work with them? Oh, I think
1: like it's totally organizational on almost every level. Like when I was working for the state bar and when I was working for the state Supreme Court in Massachusetts, um, so many people got into trouble in terms of ethics and managing their practice because they weren't organized they missed a deadline, they didn't count or anything, they forgot to call their clients, like basic, basic stuff. And now that I run a private consulting firm where I can work with fewer people, the work I do is less transactional, more in depth, I see that lawyers have a problem with organization across almost everything they do, frankly. Not just the basic stuff that clients see or that affect clients, but nobody has workflows in place, nobody's using data to analyze situations. law firms are run by like the lawyer's seat of their pants, basically, consistently. And that's the only thing that's consistent about law firm management that I've seen in the solo and small firm world. So one of the things I try to do is get lawyers more organized, get them to think more deeply about how they run their practices, and then put some actual systems in place. And part two of that is often the difficult part for lawyers. So get the systems in place, which I think they can do. And then actually follow them and not break off what you plan to do on a whim which happens a lot too
0: no well that's very common like it's one thing to go and organize your house but then like a week later like everything's in the wrong place again yes so um (laughs) how do you how do you like uh what techniques do you use to try and get people to commit to the changes that they've made
1: yeah, and I don't, I don't think I, I'm a rocket scientist or anything as, as far as this is concerned. Like, I'm not breaking any new ground, but I just try to make sure people have accountability. So I'll use a project management system with lawyers I work with to kind of list out what I think are the main issues they should work with over like, the coming year or two years, for example. And then we'll have a call, at least one call every month to make sure things are moving forward. And I try to put hard due dates on things. And then I try not to leave it at that. Like I keep a running list of things we've done versus things that we're going to do. And I make sure that I check in on the things that we said we were going to do and to see whether or not they're actually following through on that. For example, I'll tell people like you want to have a document disposition clause in your fee agreement. So if you want to get rid of your client files, you can do it without having to contact like every single client you've ever had and then i'll follow up and say hey did you actually do that and did you also add to your fee agreement some of the other clauses we talked about if you did send it back to me so i can take a look at it i try to keep the accountability moving along like that and generally speaking like if you've got somebody in your ear um Pestering may be the wrong word, or it may be the right the right word. But if you've got somebody in your ear talking to you about this stuff consistently, you're far more likely to get it done. And especially in solo and small firm environments, there's often somebody there's often not someone who does that because nobody within the firm has the time to do that. Frankly,
0: well, we see a couple things uh, with solo and small firms. Number one mm-hmm. is that it's hard to get a hold of them because they're so busy. So yep. Um, you know, you do kind of have to pester, but it's kind of like pestering in their own interest. And the other t- <laughs> thing is that a lot of times the support staff is um, like afraid to disappoint the attorney. Yes. So they won't do anything or, or take initiative because they're afraid the attorney will not like it. Yep. And like things that should take a week end up taking three months. Absolutely. Have you seen this kind of stuff? That's
1: a great point, actually. And one thing I try to do is I always try to involve the support staff along with the attorneys to make sure that everybody's on the same page. I try to do that in a couple of different ways. Like, One is I like to have relevant support staff on calls when we're talking about specific topics. So if you've got somebody who manages the books in your law firm, what I like to do is talk to the lawyer. And then when we're talking about accounting, get the bookkeeper on the phone as well because there's no point to talking about this stuff without having a bookkeeper involved. Um, I also do audits of law firms. So for folks who don't want to do a subscription based uh, relationship, which is what I mainly do, I do one off audits as well. So I'll go in and I'll talk to law firms specifically about their technology and how to change that about financial management, how to tweak that about marketing, how to revamp that. And I try to bring in all the parties who are relevant to that discussion. And in many cases, in a solo or small firm, that's like the lawyer and any support staff and any associates that do marketing or touch financial management or use the technology. And obviously, that's everybody. And I find that to be tremendously helpful. And what I try to do also is to interview or talk to support staff with attorneys not present because they'll share things with me that they won't share with the attorney. And then it's kind of like a safe space for them to get out some things they think that could be improved about the law firm. And then I can kind of relay that to the attorney in a safe way.
0: Oh, uh, Okay. Well, that, that's actually very, very helpful because it, there seems to be a very entrenched hierarchy at these law firms. So, And, and what, one thing that I like to talk about when I do CLEs is this concept of a retrospective meeting, which is a start-stop-continue meeting where you say, okay, what should we start doing that we're not doing? What should we stop doing that we're currently doing? And so on and so forth. And um, the thing I have to usually say to people, and, and I don't really know how these things go because I give the talk, I give the CLE, and then I fly <laughs> back to Florida. But, um, you know, the, the, the thing I like to stress is that you do need your receptionist involved. You do need your uh, paralegals involved because a lot of times these, you have a broken intake process and you will never know this, but the people that are working there will know this. So it's important to get their feedback for sure.
1: Oh, totally. And I don't, I don't think law firms do that generally. And I'm not a hierarchy guy. I could not care less about what the hierarchy is in a firm. My wife's a paralegal. So, um, so I just like take a look at it from the standpoint of like, okay, who's doing what and who's supposed to be doing what and who could be doing what better. But I kind of like your strategy. Tell people what to do and then fly back to Florida. I could do that. Could I fly back to yeah. Disney
0: world or something? That'd be great. Well, sometimes you're flying back in the middle of a hurricane, which is not so cool. All right, yeah, but, pass um, on that. But a lot of times it's uh, it's nice to return to Florida. Um, and one thing, other thing is that, you know, so you're talking a lot about their organizational stuff and how they get in trouble, but then you bring in the marketing aspect of it. Is that when you put in your sunglasses and you, like, kind of, like, get all cool? Tell, tell us a little bit about the marketing angle that you do. I don't have to wear sunglasses to be cool. Um, <laughs> wow, very good. <laughs> Basically... <conversations.
1: laughs> Basically, I try to get like the major organizational issues out of the way first. So if there's like a trust accounting issue that needs to be solved, we'll hit that first. Or if somebody's got like a decrepit server that's going to blow out in like two weeks, we try to get that solved first. But generally speaking, right. that's done. Because then you can
0: market that we no longer have
1: our decrepit server. Exactly. We're, we're technology forward. We blew up our server or we got a new one. <laughs> now we're on the cloud, people. Have you heard about the cloud? Um, but yeah, generally speaking, the firms I talk to about marketing have like their organizational aspects in a neat row. And so then we can talk about, all right, you've got systems in place. Now you have room to take on new clients or to focus more on marketing. And what I mostly do is two things. I try to advise people about marketing options that they have. So it's kind of a strategy session that I run. And sometimes if it's a subscription-based thing. It's a continuing strategy session that I run. So here are the campaigns we're focused on right now. Here's what you're doing right now that I think is working. Here's what you're doing right now that I don't think is working. So let's try to focus on like three or four things in the next quarter that you're going to resolve or that you're going to do better. And then we try to get those four buckets moving forward. Because I think what attorneys do is they try to do everything well all the time, and that's tiring and impossible to do when you're talking about marketing. It'd be very hard for a small firm to run like 27 different campaigns effectively. So we try to focus on three or four major things that they can do in the next quarter. And then we move on to three or four new things potentially in the next quarter or refining what we've done previously. Um, So that seems to work pretty well for law firms. And then the other thing I do is try to connect people to relevant service providers. So as you've said, I've been around the block maybe as many as two times. And so I know software designers, I know marketing Mm -hmm. companies, I know people who can design websites for law firms, and I know people who can do SEO or SEM for law firms. So the point where somebody's ready to engage another service provider, because I'm not gonna post their stuff on social media, um, I will engage service providers as necessary. And what that does is that reduces the time they spend researching and reduces the time they spend thinking about, like, oh, am I making the right choice? And then they get paralyzed and they never do anything. So I kind of push them over the hump in some ways as well.
0: That's good. That's really good stuff. I mean, I think it's important for law firms to take a, at least an audit of some of that stuff. I've been in firms where they, like, okay, we're spending three grand a month on. Internet advertising. They never change their ads. They never take a look at it. You know, they. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a shame. You know, they need to kind of be on top of that stuff and and, and embrace the fact that it's an iterative process.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, whether I'm doing it formally or informally, I try to audit the law firm like within the first hour or two that I'm talking to them. And I've been doing this long enough that I can like issue spot pretty quickly. And that's I think that's tremendously effective for me and I
0: hope for the law firms as well. Great. Jared, uh, we've gone a little bit over 10 minutes. So I apologize to everybody out there who had their stopwatch going. Sorry, But Jared, <laughs> thank it was, well, it was, you've been around the box so many times that <laughs> we couldn't just represent this in 10 minutes. So Jared, thank you so much for being with us today. Really appreciate it. If they, if anybody has any questions for you, how should they get in touch with you?
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, Red Cave Legal is the website, dot com, And then you can see all the stuff I do from there. Pricing is right on the website and everything. Thanks, Larry.
0: Oh, thank you. All right. Take care, everybody. And the next episode of the 10-Minute Law Firm podcast, it's Shark Week. Take care, everyone. This is the 10-Minute Law Firm podcast. Be sure to subscribe and don't forget to rate and review so we can keep bringing you awesome content.